Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. And you know what? We're going to keep Dave on that intro because he scored a point this week. Write that down. Write that down. Really? Unlike me? Let's just say, hello gentlemen, by the way. Hi, Phil. Hi, Phil. Yes. Um... This was an unprecedented bloodbath in Write That Down. And Manny's new to this segment. Yes. So this is, this is my Write That Down debut. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. It's about to get ugly, Manny. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. So if you're new to the show and you know this is a new time slot for us, we, unlike every other sports talk show around the country or locally, when we make predictions on Fridays, we keep track of our predictions. Yep. We have batting averages throughout the year, slugging percentages. If you if you predict something way out there, we'll analytics, give you a home baby, run. write yes. that down. Analytics, yeah. correct. And uh, usually, you know, a few things come off the board for all of us. You know, maybe I'll have two come off the board. One of us had eleven things come off the board. Had to, had to be me. Let's start with that person. Actually, let's save that person for the end. That was Judd. Judd had 11 yes! things come off the board. Really? Right? 11 yes. things. Wow. All right. So uh, <laughs> couldn't have been good either. So Matthew, this, this is a long list. We'll get to our predictions in a second here. So Matthew Collar <laughs> predicted the Vikings would put up 30 points on the San Francisco 49ers. Did not happen. James Murphy said Jarek McKinnon would score two touchdowns against the Vikings in week one. It's hard to do. Yeah, from that was the, off the board quite a while ago. Yeah. Two weeks uh, ago. He said the Vikings would keep three quarterbacks and cut Marcus Sherrills. Although James did correctly predict that Adrian Peterson would not only make the Redskins roster, but he would lead the team in rushing attempts in week one. <laughs> All right. We'll double for James. Let's see here. I predicted Jarek McKinnon would catch at least 70 passes this season for the Niners. <laughs> uh, that the Twins would pull within four games of the Indians at some point. <laughs> What are did they you, now? Are they did close? you say fourteen? Did you? Are you sure you didn't say fourteen? Are they? Are Maybe they within fourteen? Is it twenty? What are they out? I quit paying attention. I but know they're longer. still in second place, know. right? Oh yeah, the rest of the division's awful. <laughs> they're gonna lose ninety games and they're gonna finish in second place. Uh, I said Marcus Sherrills would not make the fifty-three. You guys have to stop with that. Marcus Sherrills will always make this roster. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be seventy-two years old and he'll make the roster. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to buy that stock before it starts to get really popular. The Twins are fifteen games back, by the way. Okay. Well, they can still. They're dormy <laughs> to get to four back. Uh, and then Fernando Romero, I said, would strike out George Springer in a playoff game this season. 
That's <laughs> unlikely to happen. Wow. And now we get to Judd, who had 11 things come off the board. This can't be good, but I can't wait. He said Tiger Woods would play in no more than three consecutive tournaments. The Twins would win the AL Central. Oh, really? The Twins would make it to the ALCS. But Byron Buckley would steal 40 bases and be the MVP of the ALCS. <laughs> Judd said Latavius Murray would only play one season for the Vikings. Oh, that goes back to last year. Nice. <laughs> that Peterson would not play in the NFL next season, which is this season. By the way, Dave Harrigan predicted that you would get two out of three predictions wrong, and that was the one that we were waiting to come off the board. So that's his point right there. All right. Uh, You predicted that Kirk Cousins would throw at least three touchdowns in week one. I was so close, though. Yeah. I was so close. That Dalvin Cook would score the Vikings' first touchdown. (laughs) That Pat Elfline would start all 16. Yeah. And that the Gophers would lose to Fresno State. Oh! <laughs> you know what? An unprecedented bloodbath. You know write what? that down history. I demand oh, for eleven. I demand to be drug tested. <laughs> I demand to be drug tested. After hearing oh, some 11. of those predictions, after hearing the Twins' predictions, I demand HR come into this studio right now and drug test me because I must be on something. Oh, for eleven. I'm not quite sure what I'm on, but I'm on something, and I'm not high wow. in life. So Judd goes from batting somewhere close to 300, plummets to 255 on the right that down season. Still um, slugging 469 though, however. Yep. Uh, I'm batting 243 and slugging 408. Dave Harrigan may uh, may he rest in peace on this show, anyways. But he's still batting 396 and slugging 667. Yep. Listeners at 209 with a 442 slugging percentage, and guests and contributors are at 250, slugging 600. This has become a race. Will Maurer retire from baseball first, or will I retire from write that down? I mean, you had it going all I know. year and all of a sudden. But it's Maurer-esque how I've just like fallen off now. It's sad. It's pathetic. Yeah, what is the athlete comparison to what happened to Judd here this season and write that down? Or he's just he's coasting along, and then all of a sudden it's like an 0 for 40 slump, and he gets sent back to the minors. <laughs> oh. Has this ever happened? Where, where a guy in September just goes 0 for 50. Well, do you remember? I don't know. Do you remember when I think it might have been 2003 and Paul Konerko was in like a three for 60 slump for the White Sox? Yes. And then like he came to the plate in the ninth inning trying to tie the game up. And like Dick Bramer on the on the broadcast. And here, Paul Konerko coming in to pinch hit for the White Sox. He's currently in a three for 55 slump or whatever. And then he hits a home run off of Eddie to, yes. to like tie the game. So you're saying and that all, I write that down? Dick says, all, all Dick says in, after Konerko hits the home run is just. Unbelievable. That's all he said. It just goes over the fences. Unbelievable. So maybe that's going to happen. For Manny's Judd. predicting that I'm going to hit some home runs today and write that down. After. But that's not. A, but that's not one of my write that downs though. Well, let's start. We're, we're going to go Judd, Manny, Phil, and we'll go around the room three times. With cool. these write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Judd. There's always another game and write that down. This one, there is indeed. This one will come off the board by Sunday evening. The Vikings will be called for at least two roughing the passer penalties on Sunday. Okay. So the Vikings against the Packers will be called for at least two roughing the passer penalties in Sunday's game at Lambeau Field. And if that happens, they will lose the game. I'll even I'll even tack one on just for, for fun. Like, if that does happen, they will not win the just game. Just two? Too much. For at least the two? crowd will be too amped up. Right. And Rodgers and, yeah. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Uh, playing off of the last segment of, uh, of our one, we were talking about uh, Derrick Rose and how Kevin Garnett thinks that Derrick Rose should be the starting point guard for the Wolves this season. Um, Derek Rose, gentlemen, will not play 
45 games for the Timberwolves this season. He will not play 45 games. So 44 or fewer games he will play this okay. year. I, I almost right feel like down. if you're going to jump into the right that down pool, that's a bit of a, like he's dipping his toes into the right that down pool here. Manny. I told you know what? Not, I told him. That's a bunt. I told that's a Manny, swearing up to bunt. I told I'm Byron him, Buxton trying to bunt for a single here. In the prep room, I said, you can, you can swing for the fences or you can bunt. I said, you can choose either path. So perhaps he'll I'm, get. I'm going for a home run. Perhaps a you're going to swing just, for, for the fences by a prediction number three of write that down. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, it's it's fine. We're, we welcome you to the segment, but write this down. We're going to need a little little more. Write don't, it down. You don't like take the peer pressure, down. Manny. Don't take the peer pressure. <laughs> All right, I know they benched him again, Nathan Peterman, but Nathan Peterman, the legend, will find a way to get back on the field enough to throw at least ten more interceptions before the end of the year. <laughs> So Nathan Peterman, wow. you might think this has got to be the end of the Nathan Peterman experiment, right? No. Nathan Peterman will find a way to throw at least 10 more interceptions between wow. now and the end of the season for Buffalo. Or for, you know what, for whoever. <laughs> okay, Maybe, so you're not you're not you saying Buffalo. What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave options open So here. you're saying that Pelissero, the guy who called him and said, is Peterman available, is going to trade for him, and he's going to throw okay. 10 picks for that poor yes. SOB. Yes. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, my second, write that down. Eric Carlson, the defenseman who was traded from uh, the Senators to the Sharks on Thursday, will win his third Norris Trophy this season. Eric Carlson, who's going to be now a pain in the side of the wild because he's in the same conference, is going to win his uh, third Norris Trophy as the top defenseman in the National Hockey League this season. Okay, Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Manny. Aaron Rodgers will not finish the game on Sunday. Hmm. And I don't okay. mean that. The, and, I'm, and I'm not talking about... The Packers are up big, and they pull him out in garbage time. No, he will not finish. He will not be able to physically finish the game on so, Sunday. So due to physical reasons, yes. right? Okay. It's not going to – well, what if the Vikings are up by a lot, and they pull him out of the game for precautionary reasons? He that, Nope. I'm going with he will not be – the game like will it. still be in contention, and like he will not be able to finish the game. So Deshaun Kaiser in a semi-close game against a Mike Zimmer defense. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. All right. Write this down. All you gopher negative non-boat rowers. Happy me. The gophers, despite the loss of Rodney Smith, will find a way to win at least eight games this season. Wow. That's going for a home Well, they're run. already 25% of the way there, and they have a patsy. <laughs> what, are they, are they, what, is it Miami of Ohio? That's Saturday's coming yep, up tomorrow's game. So they're three-eighths yep. three of the way there before three they get wins. into a week. Purdue got beat by some... Clown school last week, right? Is that a conference game? No. Yeah. No. A Purdue they, lost a conference game. Michigan State to start the season. Is no, that correct? Purdue lost to Northwestern. Northwestern. Okay. See, yep, the, Northwestern the conference is weak. And the Northwestern lost to Duke last Saturday. Yep. Gophers are going to win at least eight. Write it down. You like writing things down. I watched uh, the second half of the late Monday night game on ESPN and came away with this. Write that down. Jason Witten will last one season in the. Monday Night Football booth. Jason Witten is going to last one season, and I don't know if they're going to fire him or reassign him to uh, studio shows, but this is typical. Tony Romo is good, so his teammate must be good. (laughs) And the poor guy, as we discussed off the air yesterday, basically didn't seem to enjoy talking, which is a big problem. So he's going to last one year, and they're going to have to make a change again. And uh, so I'm not predicting he's being fired from ESPN. I'm just saying this job will last one season. Write that down. What is the deal with, like, we've got to get every possible former Dallas Cowboy into the broadcast booth or in as an analyst? So think about how many ex-Cowboys. It's America's tight end you guys are ripping right now. Okay. I'm okay Jason with that. Witten. And a Tennessee guy, right? 
Chip's going to be, yep. guy? Chip's yeah, gonna be very... Yeah. Scoggins is very upset with me. Write that down. Right, back to Manny. Uh, Zach Anikstad will throw four touchdown passes tomorrow. I'm going to the game tomorrow. Zach Anikstad. This will be Zach Anikstad's sort of his coming... Kind of his coming out party. He's going to throw four touchdown passes against Miami, Ohio tomorrow. See, I feel like, because I, I have an Anikstead, I have him throwing 20 touchdown passes this year. And now that I've watched their strategy in the red zone, they bring in Seth Green in the red zone. So I'm mm. a little nervous about this now. That he's that Anikstead's going to get him into the red zone, and then they're just going to run that wildcat. I'm swinging for the fences here, baby. All right. I think four right. touchdown passes for Zach Anikstead tomorrow. Write that down. And final prediction for the week here. Write this down. The Timberwolves, what's today's date? 14th, September, September 14th. 14th. On September 14th of 2019, they will have a new coach and new GM. Mm. <laughs> I'll let you paint in that picture however you want. I liked him, so. Did you Don't go and hang out with him in yeah, the suite the other day? on Monday. Did you guys cheers a couple of drinks, or what happened? T- Tibbs Can you was, tell us about this? Have we talked about this on the air yet? No. Let's no, talk about it Tibbs when we come back. was very nice. Okay. Uh, let's talk about it when we come back. Also, Chris Singleton will join the show later, and Matthew Collar on a uh, football Friday and 5 o'clock football hour, all converging into one. Every Friday around this time, we have in-depth discussions, myself and Dale Tondrick, about retiring, uh, retirement planning, financial planning. It's called the Friday Financial Playbook. Hey, everyone. It's Phil Mackey here with my friend and also retirement advisor, Dale Tondrick from Tondrick Wealth Management. Now, Dale, I saw a new study recently that says eight out of 10 workers want more help with their retirement planning. Does that surprise you that people aren't getting the help that they want? Not at all. It's it's really overwhelming. People just do not have a plan. They need to have a plan. But it's not overwhelming for you because you do it every day, obviously. Well, that's true. Day in and day out, we help people create a plan for their retirement. But for the average worker out there, there's a lot to consider, and one misstep could ruin your dreams to a successful retirement. Which is a daunting thing to think about. So how can we avoid mistakes in our retirement planning? Well, once again, it all starts with a plan. Remember, retirement isn't as straightforward as it used to be. Do you know how many people have pensions? Not that many. They're very rare. So what's your pension plan replacement? How will you create your mailbox money? You know, the paycheck that you count on every month. We look at paychecks as really your oxygen. How are you going to survive? A fully comprehensive retirement playbook does just that and more. You need to figure out how much risk is in your portfolio, how are you going to pay for your health care, and the best way to handle taxes in retirement. It all comes back down to the plan. You also have to look at budgeting. You have to kind of look at what are you going to spend in your retirement. So for the 80% of workers out there who say they want more help with their retirement planning, good news, we can help. Now, retirement does take a lot of planning and consideration. The good news is you don't have to go it alone. Dale Tondrick is the advisor you need. Call Tondrick Wealth Management and his team at 952-401-1671 or go to myinvestingcoach.com. You can also listen to the Retirement Playbook with Dale Tondrick noon on Saturdays on 1500 ESPN. Again, that's 952-401-1671 to schedule a 45-minute review of your financial portfolio with Dale Tondrick. The Retirement Playbook tomorrow at noon on 1500 ESPN, 952-401-1671. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Come on, there's so much to do. On 1500 ESPN. Quick look at your traffic here at uh, 1500 ESPN as Mackie and Judd rolls on. This traffic update is brought to you by Cabot Stain. Uh, We still have that uh, crash delaying things by 11 minutes now. 35W northbound uh, near the bridge crossing the river. 
delaying things by 11 minutes there. Uh, also, 94 eastbound, we have a crash delaying things by 18 minutes, slowing things down uh, between 50, uh, 55, that's 5th Street and Cedar Avenue. And also, uh, we have a crash on 494, delaying things by 11 minutes. That's uh, between uh, US 12 and Carlson Parkway. Summer's winding down and making now the perfect time to stain your deck, especially with 25% savings on Cabot stains at Lowe's. Shop September uh, 13th to the 16th to take advantage of savings. Only on Cabot, only at Lowe's. Gentlemen. He can play with no reps. We've established that point, you know, some time ago in his career. You, you, you like to walk off the field Saturday and have, have your plan set. But, I mean, this, this is the National Football League. Things happen. So, I mean, we'll be ready for anything. But, yep. Um, I know he. Le- I know he wants to play, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I, we what league get, is that again? That yeah, the National Football League. We're gonna, oh, thanks. We'll National ask you about the, the tips thing yeah. in a second, but like that's that's another thing. That's such a football thing. <laughs> Big football guy referring to the entire the, the entire name of the league, the National Football League. <laughs> we talked about yes. that yesterday. They can't help themselves. It's the football. It's never the ball, as Collar said. Yeah, and it's always the National Football League. Yes. We heard it with Sage too. We were talking with Sage. He he said the same thing. He I think he I think Sage he dropped sound like he dropped NFL a couple of times. Okay. But it's mostly it's National Football League with these guys. Yes. This game is very telling on Sunday. I don't think it's well, what you know, whatever happens defines your season, but don't you guys think, even though it's a hobbled Aaron Rodgers, if this Vikings team goes in and Cousins plays well and they beat Green Bay twenty eight to twenty even any any score really, they go in and they and they hand it to Green Bay a little bit. That you feel pretty good about if you're on the fence at all about a tough schedule and I mean this is a this is this is not a make or break do or die game, but this game will tell you something on Sunday in my mind. I agree with that, and I think these first five games set a definite tone of well, we think they're going to be good, but if you win, if now you follow up the San Francisco win with a win on Sunday. Now you're pretty certain. And I will say this. The more that you look at at these two teams, the more that you can convince y- yourself that the Packers, when Rodgers is healthy, the Packers have an edge at quarterback, Phil. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, they got they don't. That defense might be better. It's not close to the Vikings' defense. So the most interesting thing to me about this game, though, is the fact that the Rodgers injury has stopped almost everyone from talking about Cousins. And this is a very interesting game for Cousins' tenure here Yeah, as far as going into the biggest possible rivalry on the road that you can. And if he comes out and plays well, that's really encouraging. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, you're saying to yourself, oh, whoa, whoa, that's... But so, so, and I'm sure he's pleased that Cousins has been put in a situation where if, if Rodgers hadn't got hurt... We'd be talking about him all week long, and we have barely mentioned him now because the overriding storyline is just one guy. Well, it's to, to what you just said, is that the only position, the Cousins versus Rodgers? I would even I'd take a hobble Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins, and I like mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. Is there anything Green Bay has an advantage over the Vikings in? From coaching to defense to you could maybe say offensive line until the Vikings get elf line back, but yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know if the answer is yes. I would take Mike Zimmer over Mike McCarthy. Yep. Yep. Because Mike Mike Zimmer can hang his hat on something. Mike Zimmer is the best defensive coach in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy. What other than I have Aaron Rodgers? What well, does right. Mike McCarthy hang That's his what we hat on? About and last as hour. we talked yeah. about in hour one, 
And this is the indictment against McCarthy that in my mind is absolutely huge. The reason why they have Hunley and now Kaiser is Aaron Rodgers' success convinced McCarthy he's a quarterback genius, right? So he gets Kaiser and he thinks, oh, untapped potential here. I'm Pittsburgh tough. I'm a great coach. I'll show him. He's, he's Mike Tice, tough. basically. Think about, but yeah, <laughs> he, he, your impression sounds like Mike. It's Pittsburgh the same guy. A tough guy town. But if you think about it, that's crazy. It's crazy to have convinced yourself that you were such a quarterback mentor and guru that you could take Deshaun Kaiser or or last year with Hundley and be successful. Well, Judd, I mean, he he got years invested in Brett Hundley and Joe Callahan. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's right. Yeah. The Joe Cal- I, was it the Joe Callan? No, he was saying about both those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. years invested because they, they were right. asking him about bringing in like Kaepernick. I think somebody had asked him mm-hmm. about Kaepernick. He was like, "No, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley and Joe Callahan." Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But you know what? I I honestly do not think Rodgers. I think Rodgers is a lot more injured than they are letting on. I think this thing is really going to limit him. On Sunday, and it goes back to what I was saying. Write that down. I don't think he's going to finish this game. I think that I think he came back on Sunday night on adrenaline. I think he got some sort of maybe he got a cortisone shot in his knee or something. I don't know that that allowed him to go out and play. But I think a week later, that injury has gotten a chance to stiffen up a little bit more, maybe swell up. I don't know, but I think he's a lot more hurt. Than, than what they've led on, and I think he's. I think it's going to be a tough day for him yeah, on Sunday. It's, it's going to be interesting because I don't know. You could, you could, you could see a scenario where he just goes bonkers on one leg and puts together a classic Aaron Rodgers performance. But yeah, I could could see that too. Um, if you asked Aaron Rodgers, because I'm I'm with Judd. If you if you ask Mike McCarthy, are you a quarterback guru? Just hey, Mike, feel free to be honest. Do you think you're a quarterback guru? He'd say yes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you asked Aaron Rodgers, how much do you credit Mike McCarthy for your success as a quarterback and give a percentage? I, I would guarantee he would say far less than 50% credit to Mike McCarthy. It seems like Aaron Rodgers thinks Mike McCarthy is a buffoon at times. I think he was yelling at him. Oh, yeah. For play calling. Ago. Yeah. Well, oh, no. No, he threw the challenge flag and Aaron went ballistic yeah. at the Metrodome. That's In a right. way where you don't, you don't, react that way to no. someone that you truly respect, right? Well, and what's the other thing with McCarthy, too, that they always talk about? Like, when Rodgers first got there after all those years at at uh, Cal playing under Jeff Tefford, like, his mechanics were off, yep. and they had to, they you know, they spent three years fixing his mechanics behind the scenes while he's playing behind Favre. I wonder if that's, because people have talked about that, too, is probably why well, Mike sure McCarthy's, like, yeah, we... We brought Aaron in, and you know we fixed his mechanics. He was his mechanics were off, and we fixed them, and we turned him into the perfect quarterback. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, he was pretty highly regarded before you know going into that draft. It was there was basically like, it, who's going to go number one? Is it going to be Alex Smith or Aaron Rodgers? And, and it ended up being Alex Smith. But and that's the thing, though. It, it, you know, it's one thing to take. It's not like Rodgers was just. Like nobody knew who Aaron Rodgers was, and they found this no. just hidden gem that was drafted in the sixth round, like the Patriots did with Tom Brady. And now you've you convinced know? yourself that you can go sign Deshaun Kaiser and change him, and he's gonna, he's going to be good now. It's if you're a Viking fan, you should be ecstatic. Yes, because if if Rodgers goes down, you're in great shape. But just the hubris and and the fact that nobody goes to McCarthy and says, Mike, we're going to get a real quarterback here to back up. Our guy, we're not going to have, you know, if you if you really thought to yourself that you spent three years on Brett Hundley and Joe Callahan, and that was a good idea, we need to check your brain. Yeah, 
Uh, before we get to Chris Singleton, give us a little two-minute update. How was your evening with Tom Thibodeau the other night? Uh, Tibbs and Layden were both there. We actually had it at, or the Wolves, I should say, had it at the Twins game on the uh, Twins office deck there. Oh, very exciting. Very relaxed. You get that nice romantic skyline view. Oh, it was gorgeous. The Twins lineup left something to be desired, but it was a uh, it was nice. It's one of those things where I think it's smart of the team to try and soften Tibbs up a, a little bit so people don't perceive him as always screaming and being completely crazy. But he but he is. But I but I was going to say but but here here's the catch to that whole thing. We've all seen before where a team wants during a down period to, you know, say, this is our guy. This is more like, this is him. Mm-hmm. But once the season starts, what happens? He's screaming and yelling. And it's not like he's going to be like, you know, I saw you at the Twins game, so how are you? Now I'll really answer your question. Did they give you, like, light hors d'oeuvres, or did they feed Oh, you they guys? had the Twins. The Twins had a, a, or they paid for it. I'm sure the Wolves did. They had a spread. They had some beer. It was very nice. And I credit the Wolves. Add wings. Yeah. And they did have wings. They We're did have wings. Add wings. He added the wings. It? <laughs> it was very nice, but uh, unfortunately, you know the 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 Vikings tried to do similar stuff with Childress back in the day as well, and um, it always um, went back to how it um, was before. Yeah, yeah. They. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much. But Tom, no Tom trades. Thibodeau no. Is who he is, no so. secrets. Like he didn't, he didn't be like. Away. You know, Tom. I've I've just had four beers. I've been thinking about this Derek Rose thing. What are you doing exactly? All right. We're looking to add wings. I want to tell you something about your back heart. <laughs> Second. <laughs> I mean, I need to tell you a couple things. And he didn't start in on Cat. You know, he he didn't go. I can't believe the guy's in sign his con- contract. God, imagine that. You let that thing sit for two months. Two months. One hundred fifty million dollars because. Can't get can't get on the same page. Anyways, more Vikings discussion in the five o'clock. Chris Singleton has some thoughts on Byron Buxton when we come back. Let's talk about this giant fifty-five inch four K Roku TV. TCL is the maker and the distributor. TCL, if you're not super familiar, is America's fastest growing TV brand, and you're seeing TCL pop up with official partnerships with the Ellen DeGeneres show which is pretty much on the same level as the Mackie and Judd show. You know, all these A-list celebrities talking about TCL TVs. But you go into any major local retailer, and you can see for yourself, just stare at one of these things and see the difference in picture quality, see the difference watching sports as well. We love watching NFL games up and down from noon until 7 o'clock in here on Sundays. Uh, I love watching golf on this TV as well. Just uh, the, the, the 4K picture quality makes everything pop. So go into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities or visit TCLUSA.com and find out why TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand and why we have TCL TVs plastered all over Hubbard, Minneapolis. All right, Mackie and Judd, Friday's baseball conversation with Chris Singleton on the ESPN platforms, ESPN radio baseball broadcasts. uh, We've enjoyed the season with him. We wish there was more Twins things to talk about right now. We kind of thought... We're going to bring Singy on, and by September, the Twins are going to be in the middle of a division race, and uh, at least they did take two out of three from the Yankees to uh, send a message for next year this week, Chris. Yeah, I mean, hopefully those are uh, positives that this team you know, can take out of it. You know, you get into September, and the pressure's off once you're pretty much eliminated, and you're, a team like the Twins becomes a dangerous team for the New York Yankees because the Yankees are trying to hold on to that wild card spot and get to the postseason. And the Twins, you know, they're 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 not they're playing with nothing to lose. So 
can be tough for those teams uh, in, in times like this. But, you know, overall, uh, you look at the team, I think perhaps for the bigger storylines, or, or for me, the two of them are Byron Buxton. Uh, where is he at in, in 2019 in terms of performance? Does he take that big step forward and, and solidify and become, um, you know, that all-star type of player? Uh, Joe Maurer, hey, what happens with Joe? Does Joe retire or does Joe uh, does he come back for four, three or four million? You know, I, I think those are a, a couple of interesting things for me that jump out right away. Uh, on Buxton, your thoughts on on that? Because I think the one thing, and, and I know it's it's financial, so it wasn't completely shocking. But I think the one thing that did surprise us to a large degree was he, yeah, I mean, his situation. You know, the we kind of talked about the whole, you know, not getting the call up and you know going home for the rest of the month and yeah it's we're looking and we're seeing i mean we're seeing business decisions being made right where whether it's a you know david wright situation whether it's vladimir guerrero jr in toronto um it's not new uh this is just a little bit different sort of manifestation of it usually it's something that happens you know to start the season a guy's time is delayed or perhaps not being called up to the big leagues from AAA for the first time. Um, but for Byron Buxton, it's really a, a strange situation. And, uh, you know, the, for a player, here's what happens is you, you kind of take that and, and you, you, now you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and, um, you come out with a vengeance and you try to prove everybody wrong the next year. And perhaps that can be a good motivator for a Buxton. I know it wasn't necessarily a team's, direct intention but um as players we look for those things we look for things to motivate us you know i mean haters right haters are your motivators so uh you know perhaps buxton will channel that the right way and come out and just be all world next year singy i think one of the issues that buxton has had is i mean aside from the struggles at the plate has just been health i mean it's, it's just been such a such a battle for him to to stay healthy whether it's it's in the minors or if he's up at, with the big league club how much does that? How much do injuries have an effect on a player who's still trying to develop a bat and 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 a and a role as a hitter in a lineup? Yeah, it's you know Byron Buxton is a he's a Lamborghini, he's a Ferrari. You know, he's he's not a you know Chevy Silverado or you know something that's easier to fix and maintain. Um, he is very dependent upon um, you know the skill set and, and the talents of his speed, his quickness, his agility. Uh, that's what plays first and foremost. You're looking at, all right, a guy who's going to catch everything in the outfield and more, and a guy who's going to make his way on base and get around the bases really quickly. And when you're not healthy and it's a struggle for you to get on base, um, even you know the ability to take pitches and, and work the count and get deep, even if you're not swinging it that well, then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's difficult. So the health um, is paramount for a guy like that because at least – if you're healthy and you're strong, you can prove your value when the bat's not there. You may not be driving in any runs, but you're you're preventing runs in the outfield. And uh, you know there are times where in situations where you, I'll be calling a game and you'll see a guy. Yeah, he's really struggling offensively, but you know what? He just saved the team two runs. And most other players at that position aren't making the play. So um, yeah, it's tough. But you know this is part of it. This is part of the journey. And and if he's as he is, I know, committed to the process and the journey. It's not always pleasant at the time, but, you know, you take all this stuff and he's going to, you know, 10 years from now, um, he'll probably look back 
and he'll have a whole lot of uh, wisdom to share with the rookie that's coming up to take his job. They aren't going to make the playoffs, Chris, but but how good of a story are the 80 and 65 Rays? Because, I mean, th- this was a team that we saw uh, in the winter into the spring sort of stripped down. We didn't expect much. They still play in a dump of a ballpark. How, how good a story is this that they've been so successful this season? Yeah, it is impressive. And, and you know, year in and year out, I mean, this team just battles in such a beast of a division. Um, the American League East, it's, you know, even teams with more money, per se, like the Orioles, you know, still, you know, get their, their faces kicked in this year. And the Rays having traded away key players over um, just the last year and a half from whether it's Evan Longoria's, whether, you know, Logan Morrison was a guy for them last year that, uh, you know, was good. I know he wasn't that great for you guys this year in Minnesota, but, um, you know, you, you trade away Chris Archer, Jake Odorizzi, who you, you guys also got. But, I mean, you, you lost a lot of key guys. Um, but you still, you know, found a way. And I think a lot of it's because they have uh, been a little more creative and, and had to think outside the box and work within the confines of their budgets and, you know, kind of introduce the opener, um, you know, do some things that uh, will work with their roster. And then, you know, obviously every fifth day when you get a guy like Blake Snell going out there who could win the Cy Young in the American League, you know, that helps also. But, uh, yeah, I, I think whether it's, Kevin Cash or, you know, even their executives should be, you know, definitely in the running for some type of honor at the end of the season. Singy, is this the least predictable you can ever remember baseball being? And if and if the answer is yes, why do you think that is? Um, I would say in terms of a season, yeah, this is um, this is one of the the lesser predictable seasons if you will you know based on the turnaround the Oakland A's have had um the Phillies the Braves yeah yeah the Colorado Rockies the Atlanta Braves um yeah it's it's uh it's interesting but I you know what it what it makes it hard for someone like me an analyst because when people say hey who's who's gonna win the National League or who's because you're always asked to give your your hot takes or your picks (laughs) it's really kind of hard and and you're supposed to give an opinion, but when you have such an open field, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll be doing the playoffs uh, this season with Dan Schulman through, uh, you know, through the World Series. We'll call the games on the radio, and you know, John Shambi and I will split up for the first time. And it's not over a chair or anything like that. He didn't my chair, and I didn't. It's all good. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's not, Chris. But, sure. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll wait for the we'll wait for the awful announcing feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um. But I just, Dan and I have been emailing back and forth because we have the scenarios that we booked for our hotels. You know, a week ago, it was like, okay, division series in Chicago, Milwaukee will be the wild card game. We'll do. Now, I have for the wild card game, I have Chicago booked, Milwaukee booked, and like Colorado or, or, or I don't know, Arizona or LA. We got three hotels booked for the wild card game. Division series. We got Milwaukee booked. We've got uh, Chicago booked. It's like it's just crazy to not have you know really anything definitive outside of what the American League has in the East and uh, and in the Central um, with the Red Sox and the Indians. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's, it'll be but it'll be a fun stretch here. And even though the American League has been mostly set for a long time, uh, the American League has a bunch of heavy hitters, man. So we'll, we're looking forward to conversations down the stretch. 
Chris Singleton, yep. find him on ESPN Radio calling games right here on 1500 ESPN. We'll see you next week, man. See ya. Hey, guys, uh, looking forward to it, and uh, congratulations on everything. Excited to uh, be a part of it. And definitely through the end of the season and uh, into October, let's let's stay connected because I'd love to, to feed you guys with what's going on in the ballparks when I'm there. Absolutely, because we as Twins followers and fans have to live vicariously Just through everybody else now. No press box season. fights. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only thing. I don't, I don't want to see you getting in press box fights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it won't happen. All right, All see right. you, Singy. Okay, Ma- see you. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. And before we dive into the football hour with Matthew Kyler coming in studio, let's talk about Lucky's 13. Lucky's 13 pubs have you covered for the best game day experience this football season. Tons of TVs, legendary appetizers, amazing fresh half-pound burgers. I'm salivating right now just reading this copy. Handcrafted sandwiches. Lucky's 13 is a great place to watch football. Saturdays, Sundays. Try the bacon bloody as well. I've had that before. The jalapeno bloody. The Mother Mary. Or just get a flight and try them all. Try all those bloodies. Also, Lucky's 13 celebrates Sunday fun day happy hour all day long on Sunday. It's uh, events and prize giveaways during football games as well. And Lucky's 13 has locations in Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville. So if you're thinking about having people over to the game, go to Lucky's. Call ahead. Order some of those legendary apps and uh, have a great time watching football for hours and hours on end. Mackie and Judd back with more shortly. Mackie and Judd now continue. Well, here we are again. Yeah. On 1500 ESPN. All right, Mackie and Judd, Matthew Collar is going to come hang out with us for a little football hour action in the 5 o'clock. Uh, Chris Singleton was great. Some of that stuff on just Byron Buxton. Yeah, it, it 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 would be nice if you could tune into a Twins game and feel like you're watching something that matters for the future. Yeah. But so many of these things feel like they don't matter for the future, right? You're that, not That lineup that they put out there on Monday was a gross embarrassment to baseball that had nothing to do with anything that is going to be important to this team beyond that game. There was nothing about that. There was nothing. Buxton's not here. Sano didn't play. There was nothing about that game and the Twins' approach to it yeah. that was predictive of anything that you could take away and say, oh, I saw this. And something else, too, and I think Patrick brought this up maybe on Monday or Tuesday that we're not really thinking about because we're thinking about Buxton and Sano and, you know, the future and everything. But what about Kepler? You know, I mean, I'm I'm a little worried about him, too, because he was supposed to be kind of that 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 this trio of outfielders that we a couple of years ago were like, okay, our outfield is set. We got Rosario, we got Byron in center, yep. and Kepler's going to be the right fielder. And, you know, Max is kind of we up I, and down. I want to say on this show, we started to talk about him two months ago now because the, the Buxton and Sano failures have so overshadowed Max. But we started to ask, I, I remember Smalley gave a great answer to the question of who is Max Kepler? Because the really weird thing is, Going into 2018, you said, okay, if he can hit southpaws, it's going to be okay. And he has. But his splits and his roads, they're terrible. Yeah, and this is this is a challenge here, too, for the Twins. Just if you're if you're looking to market something, you know, what's a what's a reason to be excited about the team going forward? Number one, I do think they're going to be a lot better next year. I think if, if they want, there's 
all kinds of money coming off the books so they could bring in, they could trade for salaries or they could sign players in free agency. Not that there's a bunch of great quick fixes out there. Everything that went wrong or that could have gone wrong, almost went wrong for sure in the first four or five months. And with mm-hmm. Buxton and Snow, everything went wrong. But the the third thing that you could hang your hat on is they've got Royce Lewis, maybe ready to come up to the big leagues by the end of next year. Alex Kirloff is one of the best prospects in baseball. And if you're the Twins, you can't sell prospects anymore to the public. So they think <laughs> Royce can't. Lewis will be ready to come up late next year? Well, he, he went into a slump at high A this year. but So I'm guessing he'll start at high A next year. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was destroying the baseball up until a three-week slump. My guess is it's probably more like 2020. But okay. if, if he starts hot at high A or if they just start him at double A, if he gets to double A, he's on call-up watch and he's knocking on the door. But you can't sell that to the public anymore right? because the public was just fed doses of Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano and Max Kepler. And I don't blame Twins fans for turning around and saying, I don't give a rip about Alex Kirilov. He's just the next Byron Buxton. What, Royce Lewis? Oh, what? Is he going to be like... i when I see it. Right. Is he going to yeah. be like Cole Stewart and be a number four overall pick? So what do you, you sell now? That's the problem. Well, you you really can't sell anything. You you, have to, you just have to go and prove it on the field at some point. I don't know what I don't know what your well. That's a good question. What would what you do sell you sell? What what's your marketing off season? What is your yeah. so so they're going to come up with some woebegone terrible slogan going into 2019? What's your slogan? And it and it can't be pro, it can't be hope and prospects. Even though those are the things that that I mean, as someone who it should hasn't be better on prospects, it might be better. <laughs> Have we Twins baseball? It is better. Yeah. Here's another question I have. Have we seen this year? Have we seen the best of Eddie Rosario? Is this about (laughs) as good as Eddie Rosario is going to be, or is there room for him to be better? This is probably the peak, but the secondary question there would be how sustainable is it? And I think it is sustainable. I was wrong Mm -hmm. about Eddie Rosario. We had this, we had a discussion three years ago on this show. I said they'd be idiots if they didn't trade him this offseason. <laughs> He's this swinging never... at everything. And, yeah. Yeah. But he he honed it and tightened it, and he has become just a really good bad ball hitter. So yeah. it wouldn't shock me if, much like Vlad Guerrero, although he's he's probably diet Vlad Guerrero, where mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to be Hall of Fame good. But you could sustain that type of performance and bad ball hitting. It's not just a fluke that he happened to. Jeff Francoeur was a bad ball hitter, but not a very good Frank bad Cor. ball hitter, and he had the one yeah. good year. Rosario is a sustainable bad ball hitter in my mind. The incredible thing is he is the only player, position player right now that you consider to probably be a sure thing going into 2019. He's the only pretty much yeah. sure thing. Everything else is somewhat in flux mark. or a question mark. Polanco, probably your shortstop. I, I don't know if I'm yeah. super excited by that, but probably. Tyler Austin's got some pop. Second base, I, second base, I don't know. First base, I don't know. Third base, I don't know. Center field, I certainly don't know. Right field is not a given. So what would you Catcher, sell? Catcher, Castro what, what, probably. What comes? would you sell? Because I would continue just to sell, hey, there's a good young nucleus, so if, you, if you're if you jaded by it, You sorry. know what I do? You know what I do? I swap out my concessionaire, and I find somebody who will put like those Falcons prices in place, and I invite the public to come get drunk at Target Field. There it is. $5 beers. With an Uber or a Lyft component. It's a good partnership. That's a good brand. Twins good baseball. Right yeah. Forget what you just saw. <laughs> is that the new slogan? That's my new slogan. Twins year. baseball. Forget what you just saw. Forget what you just saw. <laughs> That's my slogan. I kind of like that. That's really good. We're gonna win, Twins. We're gonna score. Yeah. I, I think I can forget what you just saw. Uh, <laughs> Don't remember it? Good. 
have another. <laughs> We're gonna win twins. Wins uh, baseball. Hey, look over here. <laughs> We're gonna win twins. Here's Is that twins baseball? One? Nothing to see there. <laughs> Four new bars added to <laughs> you go and it's just it's just they've they've just gotten rid of all of the seats in the outfield. Everything is a bar. And they set up they set up some type of wall so you can't see the field. <laughs> so you can't so you don't if you don't want to have to watch the game, you, you don't, don't have to. You don't have to. No problem. The twins, built, drink. The, the twins have put the baggie back up, but it stretches across the whole outfield and it's in front of the seats. We're gonna win twins. I think I'm onto something there. Forget what you just saw. That's a pretty good one. But I, I like will that. still hang out at Target Field just because, to Judd's theory, it is the best bar in downtown Minneapolis. Even if it winds up costing you fifteen dollars for a sandwich <laughs> and nine dollars for a 